Brendan Walker knew this story wasn't going to have a happy ending. He stood on the beach near his home on Seacliff Avenue with his sisters, Cordelia and Eleanor, and stared out at San Francisco Bay. Not at the whole bay, but rather at the exact spot in the water where they had just seen their friend, a colossus named Fat Jagger, standing a few moments ago. Cars were stopped on the Golden Gate Bridge. Several people peered over the edge, likely wondering if they had really just seen a massive, 50-story-tall, overweight version of Mick Jagger in the middle of San Francisco Bay, howling at the moon. But it simply couldn't have been possible. Fat Jagger wasn't real, at least not in the same way that Brendan and his sisters were. Fat Jagger was just a character in an old novel by Denver Kristoff, or so Brendan had thought. Then again, the Walker children had witnessed enough impossible things in the past few months to convince them that literally anything was possible. Most kids would probably run away screaming if they saw a huge colossus wearing a loincloth rise up out of the ocean, or at the very least, call 911. They certainly wouldn't try to lure the massive giant even closer. But the three Walker children were definitely not like most kids. At least, not anymore. Not since they had moved into the Kristoff house and found themselves thrown into the magical world of his books, engaged in a seemingly endless battle with the evil wind witch, frost beasts, Nazi cyborgs, bloodthirsty pirates, and a variety of other horrors from the depths of the author's imagination. Well, now what? Brendan asked. We could call my English teacher, Ms. Crumsley, to lure him out. She's still single and almost as big as Fat Jagger. They might make a cute couple. His younger sister, Eleanor, slapped his arm. Bren, she scolded. Fat Jagger's our friend. You should be nicer to him. He did save our lives a couple times. Ms. Crumsley is way too mean. I wouldn't even wish her on my worst enemies. Yeah, I know now, Brendan said. I guess what I'm saying is that we don't exactly have a good plan. Since when have you ever worried about having a well-structured plan in place before acting? Cordelia asked. She was the oldest of the three Walker kids at nearly 16, although she tended to sometimes talk and act like she was at least twice her age. Hey, I can make plans and be the leader sometimes too, Brendan protested. His sisters just looked at him. They knew, as well as he did, that he was much better at making jokes. The three Walker children were standing on the beach directly below the cliff upon which the Victorian three-story Kristoff house was precariously perched, the same house that they would only be able to call home for one more night. Because after once again barely escaping from the fantastical book world with their lives, they had returned to a reality in which their father had managed to gamble away a $10 million fortune. And so the next morning, they'd be moving back into a cramped apartment near Fisherman's Wharf. Come on, Cordelia said, pulling her coat closed to fend off the biting ocean breeze. Let's at least try to get closer to the bridge. In the vicinity of where he surfaced, standing around talking certainly isn't going to accomplish anything. Brendan and Eleanor followed Cordelia along the beach toward the bridge. There was still no sign of Fat Jagger. 
As the three walkers moved farther along the beach, they passed a homeless man with a long gray beard sitting in the brush at the base of the cliff. He watched them walk by, but said nothing. The moonlight seemed to make his eyes shine like diamonds in the darkness of the shadows. For a split second, Brendan thought it was the Storm King, which was what Denver Kristoff had been calling himself ever since the Book of Doom and Desire had corrupted his soul years ago. But that book was gone now. Eleanor had banished it forever, using its own magic against it. And so was the Storm King. The three Walker siblings had seen him get hit and killed by a city bus outside the Bohemian Club in downtown San Francisco. Killed by his own daughter, no less. Dahlia Kristoff, a.k.a. the Wind Witch. But in spite of the online news article claiming his body had been buried in a nearby mausoleum under an assumed identity, Brendan wasn't completely convinced that the crooked old wizard was actually dead.